has reached epidemic proportions in America. I'm Dr. Paul Christo. This is Aches and Gains. Dr. Paul Christo is one of America's leading experts on relieving pain. He's board-certified, Harvard-trained, and a pain medicine specialist at Johns Hopkins. U.S. News and World Report ranks him as a top doctor and among the top 1% in the nation for pain management. Becker's Review selected him as one of the 70 best pain management physicians in America. He's listed as a super doctor for the Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Northern Virginia area. Aches and Gains is a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. The human impact is real. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who've found relief. We share cutting-edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain. Welcome to the show. Do you like the scent of spices in your kitchen or flowers in your garden? These aromas can give you a boost of energy or lift your spirits. Scents can be powerful triggers of memory and emotion as well. I mean, how many of you remember a particular moment in time when you unexpectedly came into contact with an aroma? Well, aromatherapy is the science of using highly concentrated essential oils from plants or even the peel of citrus fruits for therapeutic purposes. We're talking about essential oils like lavender, chamomile, and peppermint, for example. They're most often applied to the skin or inhaled. More of us are turning to aromatherapy as a complementary and alternative medicine option for alleviating pain, managing stress, and enhancing relaxation. Our first guest is Fran Monroe, a retired court reporter. She suffered from 50 years of migraine headaches that would leave her bedridden for two to three days. During the last three years, though, aromatherapy has allowed her to escape a migraine more than 95% of the time. Then Dr. Kamiar Hidayat, expert in medical aromatherapy, shares the power of essential oils in combating conditions like arthritic, nerve, and inflammatory pain. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Purdue Pharma, Teva Pharmaceuticals, Millennium Laboratories, Atlantis Health Group, Boston Scientific, and DepoMed Incorporated. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. If you have any questions or comments for Dr. Christo, please email him at achesandgains at gmail.com. Fran Monroe is a 72-year-old retired court reporter and mother of four. Migraine headaches began to plague her in college, and for 50 years, she's grappled with life-altering headaches. Let's find out how the simple use of aromatherapy has restored her life. Fran, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you. Tell us about the type of pain that you've had. I have had debilitating migraines for almost 50 years, my first year of college. Wow. It's been almost unbearable at some time. I'm sorry to hear that. What is it like? Excruciating pain in the back of my neck and my forehead. Mm. And I just become very, very ill. What happens? Oh, I would have them at least once a week or more. I have uh, blurred vision. Then I become very sick at my tummy. How do they change your life? Oh, I, I can't take care of my family. I can't. I certainly can't drive. Yeah. I, I just cease to 
function as a normal human being. Yeah, wow, it's terrible. How about your work life? How has that impacted? If I had a a private deposition, I'd just have to have uh, someone come in and and sub for me or call the court and say, get a sub reporter in today. They were used to it. Wow. And how bad did it get? I was hospitalized at a hospital here in Michigan, and I was there for a month. They ran me through detox of everything. Fortunately, I don't remember most of it. My husband said that I was in and out of it for over two or three weeks. Wow, that's incredible. What did you try Fran, uh, for therapies for your migraine headaches. Oh, I'm trying to think of all the names of the... I tried to forget some of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they took me off of them, and I was becoming worse than I was. Well, well, what are you on today? I'm on a daily routine of uh, beta blockers, and I take the brazenil and the nortriptyline. Okay, so uh, before you were hospitalized, you were on multiple medications to try to treat your migraines. After hospitalization, uh, they put you on three different medications. So, do you still have migraines today? At least once a week. Doesn't seem like there's much of a difference then. Not a whole lot. I'm sorry to hear that, but you found relief in aromatherapy. Which essential oils did Dr. Hedayat suggest? Peppermint and black pepper, lavender. Mm -hmm. Then there's lemongrass, clove bud, and frankincense. You know, uh, frankincense, peppermint clove, and lemongrass are all quite effective pain relievers. Friend, how do you apply the combination of essential oils? I just take my finger and rub it in behind Mm -hmm. my ears. And also I rub it on the back of my neck and my temples and my forehead. Mm -hmm. And how do you know how much to use? I just put it in the palm of my hand and then apply it. Wow. Uh, When do you use it? Whenever I feel like something, that a migraine is coming down. Mm -hmm. I get get that feeling. Well, you know what I'm talking about. You you get the feeling that here, oh, no, not again. No, I bet. Uh, Fran, uh, what does the blend of essential oils smell like? There's a very pleasant odor. And how long does it take before the migraine goes away? Oh, I don't know, five or ten minutes, something like that. Wow, that's pretty fast. Yeah, oh yeah. You've used the aromatherapy for three years to stop the migraines from occurring quite effectively. But does it stop the migraine once it's occurred? If I already have a migraine, no. If I'm already into a migraine, I'm in trouble. Mm -hmm. So Fran, how has aromatherapy improved your life? Tremendously. Just a normal day, which is wonderful. Terrific. Do you have any side effects from the use of essential oils, like a rash or itching? No, not at all. And I have a lot of allergies. Would you recommend it to others? It's certainly given me some relief, and I would certainly recommend it. In fact, I've even uh, given it to my friends and given them the order blank to Mm -hmm. order it for Mm -hmm. them. And I have several friends that uh, are very grateful for it. Now, at the same time, are any of your friends a little skeptical? I've had them comment that to me, but I've also had them come back and say thank you. And I'm sure they passed the word along, too. Well, I'm glad it's working. And Fran, I want to thank you very much for joining us today on Aches and Gains. Thank you. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, the global leader in medical technology, alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. Teva, a leading global pharmaceutical company committed to increasing access to high-quality health care by developing, producing, and marketing affordable generic medicines, as well as innovative and specialty pharmaceuticals. Millennium Laboratories, a leader in the science of toxicology and pharmacogenetics, is transforming the way healthcare professionals monitor and manage their patients' medication therapy. Through the use of advanced technology supported by research and education, Millennium helps practitioners personalize care for patients. For more information, please visit 
www.millenniumlabs.com. Dr. Kamiar Hadayat is an expert on medical aromatherapy. He's published on the use of plants and essential oils for various diseases and directs the Full Spectrum Health Center in San Diego, California. Dr. Hadayat, welcome back to Aches and Gains. Thank you. Nice to be here. Last time, we talked about the medical use of aromatherapy for pain. We, we talked about um, its use topically, inhalationally, and sometimes even uh, by mouth for certain conditions. We then went into how aromatherapy actually alleviates pain, and that is when you inhale certain molecules that they travel through the nose to the brain to a certain part of the brain called the limbic system, which helps process pain and may uh, modify unpleasant sensations. Also, those pleasant odors, we think, produce slow and deep breathing, which in turn can influence pain processing. We then moved on to the use of eucalyptol, which is a primary component in essential oils that reduces pain. And now, uh, Dr. Hadid, tell us whether essential oils are best applied topically or just inhaled for the desired effect. I would say that um, inhalation works the fastest, mm-hmm. but it lasts the shortest amount of time. Right. A topical application uh, works within minutes versus seconds, and it generally tends to last for hours instead of minutes. Mm-hmm. And then the internal use under the guidance of a physician uh, will take uh, an hour or two to work, but then it can last all day long. Okay. Now, for the best inhaled therapeutic effect, uh, do you recommend that we place drops of essential oil directly onto the skin or use a cotton swab or use an inhaler or massage the oil into the skin? Uh, Let's say you have a a child with some uh, pain issues. Uh, then what I recommend if they're small is to sit in the parent's lap, Mm -hmm. put some essential oils uh, on a cotton ball, and wave it in front of their nose starting about two feet away and bring it just close enough that it's pleasant but not overwhelming. If a person is suffering from pain, say, all day long, then putting essential oils that relieve pain like uh, German chamomile or clove or eucalyptus or peppermint in a diffuser... Mm -hmm like an ultrasonic diffuser, and just letting it run all day in the environment where the person is working has a very nice effect. As a matter of fact, studies have shown that you can treat dementia in the elderly and and chronic pain issues and breathing issues just by diffusing a small amount of essential oils over a number of hours. And then um, massaging it and putting it on the skin as a way to vaporize it is also a good idea, especially if a person is having pain that's centered around the head, the neck, or the chest. Mm -hmm. Because that way you get the direct healing effect from the topical, and then the vaporization from the body heat will also help relieve their pain. Mm -hmm. You know, I like those alternatives or complements to traditional medical therapies. Kamiar, we talked about the hippocampus earlier, and, you know, it's also the place in the brain that forms and retrieves memories. I mean, this is where the molecules of scent, like lemon, activate certain memories of a place or person. Do you think that aromatherapy triggers certain pleasurable memories that make us feel better and reduce pain? I think in certain circumstances that is absolutely the case, especially in cultures or in situations where Um, the uh, aromatherapy is derived from an herb or a spice that's commonly used Uh in a certain area of the world. So somebody from Thailand would probably have a very strong and pleasant association with uh, lemongrass. Somebody from the south of France or northern Italy 
would have a very positive association with lavender, not only because it's so common there, but because uh, it's the natural way that you make a mothball. Hmm. So if you visited your, your grandma and she had some lavender in her closet to keep the moths away, you think about the pleasant times at your grandma's house. Hmm. Uh, do we know more, though, about the mechanism? If somebody already has a positive memory associated with the scent, it brings back those memories, uh-huh. and that itself will increase the production of endorphins and other natural pain-relieving molecules. Other studies have shown that you can uh, create a, a new positive feeling with an essential oil, mm-hmm. And it's interesting, uh, Dr. Tim Betts in England did a study with patients who had seizures. And what he found is that you could train the brain not only to respond in a pleasant way to an essential oil, but then you could tell the patient, think of the essential oil, and you would have the same effect without them even having to inhale it. That's the power of the association and what it can do to the brain. Yeah, I think that's really, really fascinating. We have to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the mood-altering effects of medical aromatherapy. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and this is Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Purdue Pharma, making a positive impact on healthcare and on lives, reminding everyone to safeguard medications in their home. Atlantis Health Group. Atlantis is a comprehensive multi-specialty physician group committed to enhancing the quality and process of healthcare delivery across the country. Visit AtlantisHG.com. Boston Scientific, a leader in microelectric implantable technologies used to treat chronic neuropathic pain. Dr. Hadiah, talk to us about the psychological effects of aromatherapy. I mean, which ones, for example, have uh, maybe an antidepressant effect or more of a relaxation effect? You know, um, if a person feels depressed, inhaling basil as an essential oil Mm -hmm. or uh, German chamomile, depending on the type of depression, will actually alter the way the adrenal gland functions, the production of cortisol and other adrenal hormones like DHEA. Mm -hmm. And this can actually affect the mood in the brain because, as you know, cortisol and DHEA are also neurosteroids. So they go into the brain and they have an effect which alters mood and perception of mood. Grapefruit has been shown in clinical trials to increase the release of adrenaline and to have a cheering effect and to be a natural antidepressant. Essential oils like lemon uh, is generally considered a cheering essential oil. Mm And so in this way, it helps a person feel better. Frankincense, well, it was as valuable as gold uh, because frankincense has some very powerful effects at the level of the mind and at the level of the heart as a place of emotions. People who have had uh, some type of emotional abuse, have been in a chronic stressful situation, by inhaling frankincense, it can actually heal at the psychological level this feeling of being scarred and injured. We also know from studies that frankincense, especially the uh, the boswellic compounds in it, are amazing anti-inflammatory compounds as well. There are several essential oils that help support mood then and make us feel better. Kamiar, tell us about the essential oils that have the best evidence for reducing pain. The best one safest and most commonly available would be peppermint. Mm-hmm. After peppermint, I would say uh, clove, lemongrass, and eucalyptus would be in, in the top of my list, yeah. and German chamomile. Kamiar, are we at the point where we can say, try an essential oil to help reduce nerve pain, for example, or, or try another one to help reduce inflammatory pain? 
Absolutely. So like for inflammatory pain, Mm -hmm. I think eucalyptus holds a lot of promise because we know from human studies and a lot of animal trials that, as I mentioned earlier, it reduces inflammation and it directly addresses pain. Okay. Clove has seems to have some very particular effects at the level of the of the nerves, and you could consider it a nervine. The other great essential oil I forgot to mention would be birch and oil of wintergreen. Mm-hmm. These essential oils actually are about um, 80 to 90 percent salicylic acid, so it's essentially liquid aspirin. And how would you use those? Arthritic pain is the best way, in my opinion, to use birch or oil of wintergreen. They're very similar in that sense, and um, they're great for arthritic pain. Mm-hmm. But let's be aware that uh, wintergreen and white birch are potentially toxic when absorbed through the skin because, as you mentioned, they're like liquid aspirin. Dr. Hadiat, is there a specific essential oil that can treat a specific pain condition, like low back pain? Well, when it comes to low back pain, there typically tends to be an element of muscular spasm. Mm-hmm. If that's part of the low back pain, then using an essential oil like marjoram uh, would actually be quite helpful because it's a great antispasmodic uh-huh. and uh, it has some pain-relieving effects and it helps stimulate the natural production of GABA in the brain. Huh. You know, I've read some studies on the use of rose in cancer pain. What's your experience with essential oils in cancer pain? Uh, essential oils like uh, balsam fir, mm-hmm. uh, lavender, fennel, uh, again, German chamomile. Uh, these seem to have a particular uh, uh, effect on the bone. They help reconstruct the bone when you're losing a bone too quickly, like uh, with metastasis mm-hmm. and uh, the cancer eating away at the bones. And they also seem to have a, a calming effect at the bones. Huh. German chamomile is really an essential, uh, an amazing essential oil that I don't think is really appreciated in the United States. Um, Studies in rats show that it actually has an uh, opioid agonist-antagonist effect. Oh, really? Yes, as well as having an amazing um, anti-inflammatory effect, which is just extraordinary. Okay. You're saying then that German chamomile at certain times acts like an opioid, for example, morphine, and then at other times it doesn't. Uh, Kamiar, what's your experience using aromatherapy for post-operative pain relief? I used to be the director of pediatric intensive care and the director of integrative medicine at a children's hospital down south. So Mm -hmm. I actually was using aromatherapy in many different forms uh, with the children in the post-operative period because they would come to the intensive care unit. And I actually found it really helpful to, to diffuse the essential oils Uh, in a little nebulizer cup into the air. It really had an extraordinary effect. Clove and peppermint were very helpful, along with um, clary sage. Clary sage is, again, one of those gems that are not well appreciated. It balances the relationship between the autonomic nervous system and the hormones, especially with uh, the adrenal gland. So it balances uh, sympathetic overactivity, and adrenal overstimulation, it supports the thyroid, it just harmonizes uh, neuroendocrine activity. Well, I didn't realize how versatile uh, in their mechanism of action that some of these essential oils really are. We have to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk to Dr. Hadiat about which essential oils are the most useful for pelvic pain and fibromyalgia. 
I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and this is Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by DepoMed Incorporated, a specialty pharmaceutical company focused on developing and commercializing products to treat pain and other central nervous system conditions. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. Follow us on Twitter at drpaulchristo and like us on Facebook, Aches and Gains. Welcome back. We're here speaking with Dr. Kamiar Hadayat, expert in medical aromatherapy. Kamiar, tell us about your experience with pelvic pain, fibromyalgia, and essential oils that can best relieve them. With pelvic pain that's related to, say, um, PMS or dysmenorrhea or other types of um, gynecologic issues in women or or in men, Mm -hmm. um, I find that essential oils like um, yarrow, chase tree berry, along with some sage and, again, German chamomile or Moroccan chamomile work very nicely. These oils, they help balance hormones like estrogen and progesterone, which Mm -hmm. play a role in that pelvic pain. And uh, the oils like the Moroccan chamomile, which is sometimes called tansy, uh, they're, again, powerful anti-inflammatories. They reduce histamine expression, uh, and they have direct uh, nervine and pain-relieving properties. Okay. Now, are you talking about using these inhalationally or or topically? For pelvic pain, um, for immediate pain, I I will uh, have people make a rub, dilute it with a little bit of carrier oil like almond oil or olive oil around their kitchen and just do a gentle massage for five minutes and oftentimes that will completely relieve the pain. Uh If somebody has the pain for days on end, then I'll either compound a vaginal suppository or I'll have them take it internally with other herbs. And how about uh, for fibromyalgia? In my experience, uh, essential oils which reduce physiologic stress Mm -hmm. and improve digestion would play the best role in helping people with fibromyalgia in the long term. Okay. So probably essential oils like uh, lavender, Mm -hmm. geranium, fennel, again, eucalyptus, clary sage. And these are essential oils that, again, can be rubbed on the skin or taken internally. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I have a lot of patients with fibromyalgia who will find these tools useful. Kamiar, let's talk about how to apply uh, aromatherapy. And let's start with the inhalational form, move to topical, and then finally internal. If you're going to use it in, in the inhaled fashion, which is the safest way for people to use it on their own, uh-huh. I'd recommend that they either run it in a diffuser all day long where there's a little metal plate in it and creates a cool mist. Because you don't want to use heat to vaporize your essential oil. Okay. Because the heat will damage the compounds mm-hmm. and you'll lose some of the healing effect. There are little devices where there's a cotton tampon where you can soak the essential oil and it looks like a little lipstick case. You can open it and just inhale it Mm -hmm. uh, for a few minutes every hour or two. For topical, I find that uh, generally every two to four hours is reasonable. Okay. And then if you use it internally under the guidance of a physician trained in aromatherapy, then generally you only need to use it two or three times a day. Great summary. Talk to us about how to use aromatherapy at home, like for a massage, for example. If you're at home and you take a tablespoon of olive oil Mm -hmm. and you put it in a little mixing dish, a tablespoon of olive oil is 15 milliliters. You can add 5 to 15 drops of your favorite essential oils or 5 to 15 drops of a combination of essential oils. Mm-hmm. 15 drops of essential oils in a tablespoon of olive oil is 5%. That sounds easy. 
Aromas can change mood. What's your experience with aromatherapy and anxiety? I find aromatherapy very helpful for anxiety. For panic attacks, I have people smell a combination of thyme with uh, vetiver and a few other things. This helps them feel brave and confident Mm. as well as grounded. Fantastic. Listen, as a result of aromatherapy, do patients report to you that they can function better at work, at home, or, or with their family? Moms tell me that they can get more done and stay calm when their kids come home. Really? Yep. Kids study better in the afternoons with aromatherapy. Mm -hmm. Working folks tell me that they uh, have better concentration, uh, less fatigue, and they drink less coffee if they smell the uh, enlivening essential oils. And be aware that essential oils can have side effects because they are real chemical compounds. Dr. Hadiat, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Aches and Gains. Thank you, Dr. Cristo. I enjoyed it. The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Cristo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular uses of products on this show have not been approved by any of the manufacturers of such products. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. Aches and Gains is produced by Tom Blair and Ty Ford. Elsa Langford is the technical consultant and engineer. Dr. Paul Christo is the executive producer. Thanks for listening. This is Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo.